All right, so this one is going to be a little bit weird, obviously, um, because A, we're going to be post pasting this together, because now that we're in quarantine, we're not even letting each other in the bunker. Well, I'm not letting him, I'm not letting Frank in the bunker. I don't trust you, motherfucker. Um, yeah, I've, tr- I've tried to get in there many times, and it is a firm no. I said, no, not even if you have toilet paper. I'm not, I'm not doing it. So, anyway, uh, I don't know what else I could offer. Nothing else is in the stores, Brandon. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and set the timer here in a second, and I guess I'll give you a verbal cue so that um, so that you can kind of prepare for for that one. Otherwise, I just cut you off. Just be like, okay, well, we're done with whatever wrong point Frank was making. That's not true. <laughs> I I agree with you more more often than not. So, um, okay. Let's uh let's do the COVID show as we're gonna call it now. Okay, so before we get started on the topic, which is going to probably be the only topic for a while, unfortunately, um, I do want to say congratulations to Mitchell um, for having his, he and Callie had their baby over the, over the weekend, or I don't even know. Now that we're in quarantine days, I don't know what day it is anymore, so a few days ago. I I just... I just want to tell Mitch, uh, congratulations, and your timing sucks. Yeah, it does. But luckily, I'm pretty sure, I mean, from what I think, I'm pretty sure they were in and out of the hospital uh, pretty quick. I am I am sure the hospitals were like, congratulations, now get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we're going to need this bed, which is an unfortunate reality. I think where we're headed pretty quick with the... We might already be there, Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Have you seen? I mean, I don't know where you wanted to start with, but I mean, the thing that's been most on my mind is the fact that they've uh, a couple of major cities have essentially decided like we're not going to keep testing people because we don't have enough tests and it's just ineffective. Our advice now is just stay the fuck home. I do think that there is kind of an argument to be made that uh, it is good to know the the. the it is good to have the test. Obviously, you want to know if you have it. Um, but I think now that if you just look at the way that this thing is gone, everybody should pretty much act like they have it um, because it is extremely contagious. We probably do. And the I don't know. I Testing, spending money on tests at a time when we have equipment shortages seems like the tests are good in the beginning the tests like again we're late to the game on this had we well, had yeah, we started even... testing when we should have started testing if we if we would have started testing when shit started looking bad in italy um then we could 
say like, okay, the test would have been more beneficial then because you can know, okay, it's in New York, it's in LA, it's in like, you want to know the spread of it. We know the spread. We're fucking swimming in this. Um, and I, I think right now, like put that money into, there is also an argument I saw Anthony Fauci make, um, that every time that you go into the doctor to get tested, whether you have it or don't, you're using a face mask, you're using a visor, you're using a gown and a pair of gloves. And at a time where we're at a shortage and at a time where the number is almost definitely going to skyrocket rapidly, does testing matter? Like we all have it. Well, and that's that's actually the point I wanted to make is that like I agree with them that at this point with the spread we're seeing and the estimated numbers of people who have it who haven't been reported on yet, I think it's understandable that they're like, hey, look, we only have so many ventilators, we only have so many IC beds, we only have so many staff that can work it before they get sick from this. Like if if you're one of the multiple you know the the majority of people who are going to get this and get mild symptoms and be able to recover at home please recover at home yeah because if you come into the hospital and use up you know and even one ventilator one mask you know that's assuming that they don't get spoiled you know there's some hospitals right now that are being asked to reuse masks for doctors until they get spoiled which is terrifying or soil you know so yeah exactly well so it's the kind of thing where like unless you're really Unless you're having trouble breathing, unless you, your symptoms are getting extreme, you probably should stay at home because that is the best thing you could do for the country. Well, it, it might not be the best thing for you personally, but well, and plus the fact that if you it this thing drags on, if okay, I I'm not satisfied with the way that things are kind of shut kind of shutting down in certain areas and not elsewhere. I don't know if a nationwide lockdown is what we need um and, and like to some to some extent I'm for that depending on like the degree of what that means. Um but what I don't like, I'll give you an example, a local example. We live in St. Louis. St. Louis as of tomorrow is on stay at home whatever like that is that is the order from the st louis region the st louis county and city government st charles five minutes away from st louis came out this morning and said uh i think steve ellman the i don't know his exact title um i can look it up but said that he i think county administrator um said no we're we're St. Charles is not is not gonna gonna go by that you, we should be smart enough to know when we should or shouldn't be out what we Which should is, be is a wonderful but we're not we clearly should be, like exactly is because there's so much information misinformation and so many competing theories that and that's not even a fault I'm not even blaming the media that's word of mouth problem when enough people are talking about an event this big you're gonna have people who are you know, doing the game of telephone and misremembering or half remembering what they heard, and then people take it more seriously than it is, or don't take it seriously enough. Yeah, like my thought is that if St. Louis is shutting down and Kansas City is shutting down, then everything in between should follow suit because they're all smaller. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, right. And, and St. Charles and, falls in that purview of like you're not as big as the two surrounding cities. Why aren't you taking their advice? And to be honest with you, like. 
the St. Louis, it, the thing is, like, we know that this is so widespread that I don't understand. Once you have one case, you have a community of cases. So I don't understand why people aren't getting that through their head. There's, I yeah. still hear people saying, well, Missouri only has X amount of cases. Bullshit. That's the amount of confirmed cases. Like, there's, dude. Precisely. Well, everybody has this. And if and even if you're not showing symptoms, that doesn't mean you're not coming in contact with vulnerable people. And I, I think that it's unfortunate that I even have to be pissed off at my local city government, St. Charles, um, city and county government, St. Charles, versus when they're being put up against St. Louis, which again is five minutes away, um, when this shouldn't be, this shouldn't be on their shoulders. This is a governor issue. Mike Parson should make the call. Like you said, between St. Louis and Kansas city is shut down, which means just shut down the state. Well, and I actually want to ask you about that. Cause I've been hearing a lot of people call on Parsons. Like he's not acting quick enough, but is it really his fault, or or should we even be should we be should we be beholden to these senators and mayors and stuff and governors to shut down states individually, or should we be looking at the federal government be, government being like, why haven't you shut the nation down? I mean, at this point, yeah, I I do think that. Um, like honestly, I I agree that there should be a, a signal from the Fed. Um, from the federal government, they and and even if they didn't shut the whole country down all at once, if they like, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily uh, at least at least put restrictions in place. But like, if they, we only want people leaving their house to restock on groceries, to go get their medicine, to do like a couple of things. But like, right. we don't want you going to the gym. We don't want you going to work if you unless you're one of these professions. Exactly. Like there, yeah. We should already have those guidelines in place. Absolutely. But there's kind of confused. Like, the the lo- have you seen the local story about um, GameStop getting a lot of shit? Yeah. GameStop GameStop tried to say that they were essential business. Yeah, that's bullshit. And they, I hope, and they sent out emails to these 18 year old managers, being like, "Here's what you say when the cops come and ask why you're still open." Yeah. And it, it's ridiculous yeah. because they're not. I like, hope they get slapped with the biggest class action ever over that. Yeah. Like, that's but, ridiculous. But what we need. What we need and what we should have had in place years ago as a contingency is a list that the government put out of who is emergency staff. Right. Like, obviously, the people who stock food, medicine, like pharmacy, doctors, that kind of thing. But doesn't— But we should have had a list a long time ago. Like, do truck drivers count because they're delivering the the restock of food, you know? But that kind of speaks to the, the bigger issue of the mentality, right? And I don't think it's just an American mentality. I think that— Oh, not—I mean, look at Italy. It's, it's not— Yeah, I think it's very much a— um, I, I don't want to say like a wealth or a Western. I, I Maybe it's just a human mentality that, especially in countries that have decent to good healthcare systems where we have been, become accustomed to uh, being vaccinated, um, we don't get sick anymore. And when we do, it's not that bad. I mean, and... And when yeah, when was the last time we dealt with something this widespread and this uncontrollable? I mean, it was like nineteen eighteen before any of us were born. Honestly, vaccines and the fact that we have all been kept healthy for the most part, um, 
on like a community expectation level is really the reason that like even the anti-vax movement even exists because those people never got sick so they don't like so they attribute dumb shit to dumb shit like you know (laughs) that's a that's a very good point like i i don't think you would have seen an anti-vaxxing anti-vaxxer movement in the 1940s when you were dealing with polio or the 1920s or maybe now the 2020s because honestly have you heard them talk like we made that joke in the last episode but jim made that joke in the last episode and i've been like keeping an eye out reading like uh, reading forums when i usually don't and they're they're very silent like they have nothing to say about this it seems like if there's a uh if there is a uh a virus protection against covid they're willing to shoot that into their veins yes Yeah, absolutely. I will say though that yes, it is the if we want to get back to the 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 point we started on, if it is the job, I think, the responsibility of the federal government, the the job of all of the governments, whether they are city or state or federal governments is to protect the citizens. So if you guys are dropping the ball on this one, like like this is all so when it comes to Congress fighting over dollar amounts, dollar amounts don't matter. Fucking spend the money, and we will figure it out later. We're already headed to depression over this. Like, fucking throw it. Well, that's a, like that's an interesting point because uh, AOC made the same point on Twitter of, like, let's quit bickering about who gets how much now, send every American relief, and then we'll figure it out next year. Right, exactly. If you're a, if you're a millionaire and you got that check, we'll take it out of your taxes next year. Right. You know? Because the—, the which is an interesting point. And they need to do that. Like, I'm sorry, but how many times have we watched the fucking airlines and the banks and the auto industry well, get bailed out? Like, this is a real thing. You're, yeah. If you want to talk about... Like, I hate seeing Republicans, too, say, well, it's like the government... Like, why should the government... Or how is the government going to pay for all of this? A, who gives a fuck? We don't ever... The people don't ever get bailed out. And, like, B... This is the smallest government task of all time. We're not asking them to put in rules or regulations. Protect the people. That's the only job you fucking are supposed to have. Do it. Like, do it. Yeah. And and protect the like we should accept the fact that this the government should do everything in its power to prevent unemployment going from point three percent to twenty percent in two months. Right. Because that is a catastrophe yeah, we're facing. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. And isn't it uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to be self pitying. I think it's here. interesting because, like, as we're recording today, the news just came out that, like, supposedly they're all they're sending checks to Americans, which they passed in theory, but we still haven't heard any hard news of when they're printing or sending these checks that are supposed to go out in two weeks. Right. But the latest news is that they had this meeting today, Saturday, which uh, devolved into. Uh, essentially a split vote between party lines so republicans backed it democrats didn't it ended up failing and now like republicans are blaming democrats for not wanting to help the american people democrats are blaming republicans for not doing enough to help the poor and and the the kind of thought in my head was like well it doesn't matter who's right or wrong the person that puts their foot down and doesn't allow this relief to go through is going to be blamed absolutely right yeah and i don't know if you see it like we have uh now, um, real quick, because I'm because I am mad at Mike Parsons for not shutting Missouri down, and I think that it shouldn't be left up. And I I'm I don't want to get let too much time pass before I get to this point. 
if you also live in St. Louis like we do or in Missouri um, and you are also upset with Mike Parson for being a big pansy on this whole thing and not just shutting the fuck down, um, you can call him at his office at 573-751-3222. Um Ooh. and what's that number again? That is seven I'm sorry, no it's not. It's five seven three seven five one three two two two. Um I, I Yeah, please do call yeah, him and I'm, tell him T D A P sent you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and uh maybe at the end of the episode I'll give you Steve Hellman's number. Um we're just we're just bombing everyone I, who even has a remote, uh, really, a little bit of responsibility. Hey, I'm telling you right now, I bombed his home number earlier today, too. So, um, I mean, I didn't. I, I didn't. Bombed metaphorically. Bombed metaphorically. people listening. You can't, you can't bomb a phone number. Um, but, no, I, I yeah, I, I sent that tweet out. I was pretty upset this morning when he, like, why? The fucking St. Louis region shuts down. Why would you come out the next day and say, well, like half well, of it? And and here's my problem. Like, of every other state, like, if we get a, a week from now and uh, 20 more states have just taken the opportunity or 20 big cities have said we're shutting down, and then a week from now Trump's like, all right, the whole nation is shut down for two weeks. Then, like, it's going to be very fair to criticize Trump for being ineffective. I mean, there is... If you wanted to be effective, we should have been shut down for a month in February. And right now, we would probably be at a better place for We're about to spend the second half of this show talking about Trump because Jim's not on this one. And I know Jim wants to stay uh, stay above the fray on this. Before before we get to Trump, do you want to talk about the four senators that that traded stock before? Absolutely. But before I... uh, talk about four senators i do have steve ellman's number so if you live in the saint charles area and you're also pissed you can call steve ellman at his county representative at his office um in saint charles at 636-949-7520 so there's there's that you want to talk about the four senators that traded stock correct or i'm not traded stock but dropped Stock so right before this these, happened, these four senators were were Kelly. I think it's Loeffler, <laughs> a Republican from Georgia. James uh, Inho, Inhofe, Inhofe, Republican from I can't pronounce any of these names. Uh, Republican from Oklahoma, Diane Feinstein, who's the Democrat from California, and then Richard Burr, who is the first one to break this story, who's the Republican from uh, North Carolina. Diane Feinstein was so in the, that too. Yeah, so there's three Republicans, one Democrat. Dennis uh, Diane Feinstein being the Democrat, they each sold between hundreds of thousands of dollars, or with some, in some some cases, millions of dollars of stock, within days of the Senate holding a classified briefing, in which they were told about the threat of coronavirus and its potential reach and impact <coughs> on the stock market. Now they are all saying the same thing, which is that oh, our stocks are in a blind trust. It just happened to be luck that they sold them because we have smart people taking care of our money. But we don't have direct influence. It's in a blind trust, like you know, Trump's money is supposed to, but isn't. Suppose. A, but my thought so, is, and then and I brought this up to you guys. Like, should senators be allowed to own stock so, if they're then voting on the things that are going to affect the stock so market at times like here, this? Here's the thing. Um, to the first point, that there's an implication that because they sold off stock right before. The economy tanked that they fucking 
that there was some type of insider trading. I have heard things about them being given information, but like, here's my thing. I have tried to keep my cool on the microphone over the last four episodes, but I've been panicking about this thing for a while. I watched this thing come out of China and then hit Europe, and once Italy started, I think it was when Italy... Okay, I remember Wuhan getting locked down. I remember surrounding areas getting locked down. And then when Italy locked down 4 million people and then 16 million people a couple days later, before they then went on a couple at, in a couple more days to lock down the whole country, it was at that 4 million, I was like, wow, that's a lot of people in Europe that just got locked down. And then 16 million people a couple days later, I was like, holy shit, this is spreading fast. Like, that's a big fucking reach. That's when I started panicking about it. I don't know, like, if I was, like, if I was very wealthy and had a bunch of shit in the stock market, at that point, I probably would have fucking sold too without having, like, I would have, I wouldn't have known anything. I would have just done it on an assumption that like that's a westernized europe westernized european country that's pretty much what we are um yeah that we're gonna get and again i made the point in one of the last episodes we talked about it but um we made the same mistakes they made like they came out and didn't take it fucking seriously and they tried to downplay it as it started, as they started getting cases. And that's exactly what we did. And to some degree, um, we still kind of are. So, but let's go to your point. Should they be able to, uh, should they be able to own stocks? Jim made the point when you brought it up earlier in the week that maybe they shouldn't be able to write legislation involving things that they have an interest in like that. I think I think yeah. even even if it's in a blind trust, if you have a an, a ben, uh, a monetary investment in it, you shouldn't you should have to recuse yourself. I think that that's a better wording of it than should they be allowed to own stocks? Um because everybody See, is allowed to it, own stocks. You and I are allowed to own yeah. stocks. I think as long as they're not allowed to write legislation on it, that solves the problem. Well, see, now the problem here is that in this particular case, they're not writing legislation. So with, like, Richard Byrd, he was the first one. His story broke first, and then the other two Republicans <laughs> and Democrat followed. But with Richard Burr, he was given a closed-door meeting in January, and he was told about the, the effects in China, what the government in China was suppressing, how bad it really was, and how bad it was likely to get. In the next couple of weeks, he went on TV, and he told people, don't worry, this is no worse than the common flu, everything will be fine, while at the same time... His blind trust, quote-unquote, was selling off his stock, making him a profit right before the market crashed. So even if he says that like he had no clue the blind trust was doing it, he was still receiving one piece of information from this top-secret security meeting and then turning around and saying something completely okay, different so, to the American yeah, public. Yeah, there, there's the problem. Like That's a huge fucking problem. I, If you want to look at it on just the stocks and the like the paper shit like i think that that's the conversation we just had but when when you've got a guy who's selling off when you have a group of people um but anyone that is in a position of power that it that knows that people in the government 
are worried about this, but then is turning around and telling the public, yeah, fuck this, probably just overblown media bullshit. Like, nah, dude, that's that's where that line has to be. Somewhere in there. Well, that like, yeah. And I want to make the point that like a blind trust is great, and in theory, it solves a lot of problems. But you get to look at our president; he didn't put any of his businesses into a blind trust. What do you think the odds are in the next month or two we're going to see some Washington Post story about how Trump sold off a bunch of stock before the economy tanked and he'd made money? And then what would you know? How mad would we all be if that was the case? Man, oh man, I didn't even think about that, and. I mean that, but I yeah. mean honestly, pop uh, probability-wise, that's no stranger than anything we've seen no. in 2020 so far. No, and that's what like. Sorry, <laughs> I'm apologizing now to the rich people that don't listen to the show at all. Um, but like, that's what rich. That's what <laughs> they don't listen. Rich people don't listen to podcasts. They have their butler recount. What the <laughs> yeah, says. exactly. So to all the to all the Jaffries out there. Um, that's what rich people do like you know so yeah i don't know let's which again isn't like if i if i if i had been given the information they were given and i knew how bad it was going to get and i owned a bunch of stock i would probably sell it off too just to be safe like hey it's at an all-time high at the very least i buy it back and i pay a little premium to get my stock back but if things do go south in the next month you know because that's the problem with the stock market the stock market, you know, it's been in a fluctuation, but for the most part, we've wiped out all the gains that have happened since Trump took yeah. the office. The problem with that is that that money didn't disappear. That money went to other people who were betting on that the stock market would do bad. Right. Yeah. So, like, the money wasn't lost so much as it was just given to other people who either, A, a had, like, previous knowledge or were just smart enough to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's fucked. That's, <sighs> Yeah. That's fucked. I want to switch gears, though. Um, I am also going to let you know now at this point that I am going to add um, 10 minutes, probably. Sounds good. You're going to hear all that beeping because we don't do editing anymore. Um, That's the microwave getting our sea rations ready. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm on, I'm on the pizza roll diet now. So we may not use all that time, Frank, but I there's a couple of more there's a couple more topics I want to get in on this one. Um and Yeah, what's what do you want to do all first? Right, so I let's I guess play the blame game first and then it's your um, fault. Probably. I mean, honestly, it really is. I'm a dick on social media, and that's probably what caused all of this. The universe was sick of my shit. Um, <laughs> but I I made the comment earlier um, that Jim has wanted to stay above the fray on this, and I understand why. I do think that there is a time and a place to place blame, and there's a time and a place to get through the shit and get it fixed and then get on the other side of it. Um, and I understand that here's my issue with not pointing out the flaws in the way that this has been handled. It is an election year. Um, and we have an opportunity to 
take some to have somebody give somebody else the job to handle this and the next pandemic and the next whatever. Um, I am not satisfied with the way that Trump has handled this. I know that his approval rating on this has gone up in the last week from 45% to 55%. And that was after he changed his tone on camera on Monday when he came out. And everybody saw that. I saw that. Like, I watched that fucking thing went, and was like, holy shit. He, like, he looked like somebody kicked him in the ass and all of a sudden now it's real. Um, someone kicked him in the stock market because he went from this could be, this could disappear any day to we will deal with this no matter what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he went from hoax and bullshit, like, ah, uh, just, I, I really, not a fan, um, but, but, and that's why I think the the criticism of Trump is, is accurate, because had we had a, a Joe Biden or a Hillary Clinton in office, I think the reaction would have been different. I think they would have declared a pandemic earlier. I think they would have started, you know, they, A, they wouldn't have gotten rest, rid of the pandemic office in 2018 well, and let's, that Obama had set up for specifically let, for situations let's like Let's just this. look at that without trying to predict what other people would have done. Let's just look at what happened and and just talk about that because, there, because there's a lot there. Um, like I said, we saw this fucking move across the world and when italy again it to me that was that was my biggest fear as soon as italy shut down i was like oh fuck this is a it's already here and b we and i can't believe we're at the point now where cities are fucking shut down and states are shut down and we still don't have tests now i agree i like i made the point earlier we're past it now probably um because we need to like we should just all be assuming although there is an argument there there's no way we can test everyone in a, in a timely way it's better to just isolate and wait there, it out there is an right? I, I agree with you you also have to remember people are stupid there are people still at spring break until the police came onto the beach the other day and kicked them a fuck off and said spring break is over people are stupid i was at the store like consider that like that the region is shut down now is on stay at home um, except for my dickhead neighborhood, because thanks, Elman. Um, but the, the, and so, like, everybody knows that it's fucking serious here, right? Like, we, we're not working, we don't know what the fuck is happening, layoffs are happening, shit is going fucking to shit. I was driving around at five o'clock today, and on a six-lane highway with me and one other car, like, going in both directions. And, like, just weird. It just, it feels weird. At the same time, if you walk into fucking any grocery store right now, you can see that people are starting to take it more seriously. You can actually see the social distancing now. Nobody wants to be close to each other in the aisle. Um, it Like, it's very... I mean, it's, I don't know about you, but like everything I watch in the last couple of days, I just I, anytime someone touches something or touches their face or just like shakes hands, I, it, it's all I can think yeah. about. It's like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? No, I literally like everything that I have shopped for in the last few days. When I bring it into my house, I just wash it off with soap and water. Like I'm just doing that because that's what Italy's doing. And if it's true that we are ten days behind Italy, like that's what everybody's going to be doing soon. And then like like y'all gonna learn like it's not good 
<laughs> this is not a good spot to be at. <laughs> um, but oh. uh, but there's still that dickhead um, in the store that is just like this. This isn't. This isn't real, so I'm just gonna block aisles and stand here on my cell phone and fucking pick everything up and just like you're a fucking dick. Um, I don't know how I got on that tangent. To be honest with you, that's what happened just now. Spent too much time in Kroger's trying to. I did. I was angry about that. Um, (laughs) No, here's here's what I I think the point though is I don't know how we're at at the place um, where we're where that is the uh, where the restrictions have already happened the shutdown has already for the most part happened on a local level and the fed still hasn't made a move and like that falls at yeah. the seat of so, Donald Trump the other thing i don't understand like there's an argument being made that uh that he is still using his press conferences to like subtly downplay the shit and are you getting that feeling too that like when he's he 100 percent is he's calling out that one reporter who is like who went that was insane Giuliani to ukraine and and being <laughs> softballed questions like should these people be allowed to have a press pass since they're siding with china and did you see like the close-up on his notes where he crossed out coronavirus and wrote chinese yes. virus okay here's like he's still very much can... i think i honestly think the news organization should quit covering these press conferences i want because they, they they need to stop. Uh, yeah, but I want to hear what Anthony Fauci has to say. Like I I trust that guy. Like yeah, and there's actually a really great article I think in Politico today where they interviewed him and he's like, "Hey, it's just my job I'm to gonna, to get the facts out." I'm going to come back to him yelling at the reporter in a second, but I, you said Chinese virus and I want to Yes. I have an opinion on that and it's probably going to be slightly unpopular at first, but if you think about it, just hear me out. Um, people are calling Chinese virus racist, and I 100% agree that the way that Trump is using it is intended to appeal to racists. Um, I so I think that he is using it in a racist way. He's trying to get that the the MAGA hat wearing people, um, like that's who he's trying to get off with that. Okay. When I hear Chinese virus in my head, I interpret it differently than the way he wants it to be interpreted. The Chinese government, I have no problem with Chinese people. Obviously, there can't be a a nationality to a virus um, or an ethnicity to a virus. Virus is a fucking virus. If there's anything that we should have learned is that borders are fucking arbitrary because this thing didn't give a shit about your invisible lines like this. This attacked the human race like that's what it did. Yeah. Um, here's here's the problem. Here's the way I hear Chinese virus when I hear it. The Chinese government has a shit like th- there are no standards to. There, like there's no health codes there's no like the the fact that a pandemic not a pandemic a uh, epidemic breaks out in china every five years and is because of some health code violation you know the swine flu and uh sars and this like 
I do think that like at the end of all of this, when all is said and done and you want to point the finger at like how this shit happened, it is because of the the lack of regulation in China. Um that that this yeah. happened. I'm not now, saying that it like it didn't have to be it didn't have to start in China. But the it could have been the Italian virus. It could or have been. But because so, of that system there that allows that type of wet market and those type of health situations like where you've got animals that are like crapping on top of other animals that are getting taken home for food like that is how that happens and if there is a health code there and if there is like that not happening then you don't have an epidemic epidemic every five years and like this one didn't like this one just happened to turn into that, a worldwide pandemic but like it does yeah, start and, with and that is true with that lacks regulation that that lack of regulation that just doesn't stop that shit from happening right now yeah now i do want to make the flip side argument is the reason i refer to it as covid19 instead of the coronavirus or the novel coronavirus or the chinese virus and i yeah do i don't I do, it's covid19 like, we talk, i don't we, you know yeah and we've been talking a lot about the Spanish flu, and I pointed out to you guys in the thread, but, like, if you read history, it did not start in Spain. It did not start in Mexico. And actually, by all, def- by all like, accounts, it probably – the Spanish flu probably started in America. Okay, so and, – And then spread to America. So now what it did is it's the – it's that uh, old adage that uh, the history belongs to the winner. So who – like, America was dominating in 1919. We just – finished the world, first world war we were becoming the superpower so when we called it spanish flu it was to like to cast right. blame on them and to get it off of us yeah and even to this day like you hear reporters talking about it they still refer <laughs> to it as the spanish flu yeah and that's what i don't want i don't want this to be referred to as the chinese no virus i agree and i don't i don't years and i think that is dangerous yes i 1000 percent agree with that i think i don't think this will be um, because it's overwhelmingly called coronavirus, although I call it COVID-19, too, because that is... Because there's, like, three other coronaviruses Well, and the there. fact of the matter is, here's... As you were laying that all out, my thought was, like, okay, virus isn't the right word, because a virus is something that is a molecular thing, like... Chinese pandemic? Is that fair? Like... I mean, maybe, but I think even Chinese, like, I don't think you should name it from where it started. No, from. I agree. I think I'm, just, I, and know. again, I'm not naming it from where it started from. I'm blaming the fucking government for allowing well, the conditions and and, and to... 100% that China needs to get their shit together when it comes to, like, f- Upton Sinclair would be fucking appalled by what they do and how because they Because if this shit happened and the, here... Honestly, dude, if this shit happened here because of deregulation, I would call it the Trump virus, like, or the Trump pandemic, like. Yeah, and and I would think that was fair if that happened, and I do blame them, but I think at this point, it's just like, hey, look, it's gotten out, it's mutated, it's it's hitting everyone now, regardless of nationality. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter what we call it so much as how we fucking respond to it. And and I don't think that it should be called any of that. It should be called COVID-19. That is what it is scientifically called. Um. I just yeah. – my only reason for making the argument is because that is people butting heads on – that's what people are butting heads on. They're they're picking that, yeah. and people are on saying their, it's racist, their... and there are other people that are saying it's not, and I understand why both people are saying 
what they're saying. Um, I get, but I yeah, do, I but get I do, what, why both people are angry, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, this is the least serious argument absolutely. we have to worry about. We can figure this out yeah, later. Yeah, 100%. You know? I also, again, reiterate, I do think he's using it racistly. Um, and I mean, when does he not use everything to his right, advantage? Yeah, yeah, he's just a, he's a fucking scumbag. Um, so, okay, let's go back to talking to him, uh, talking about him yelling at the reporter. Um, he fucking was asked the most softball question any president could ever be asked in a time like this. What do you tell the American people who are scared when they see this number and this number and this number? And he listed the numbers off this many people dead, this many people infected. These cities are shutting down. What do you tell Americans who are scared? And he just lost his shit. And I tell him you're a bad reporter. And, uh, yeah, because God forbid you ask the question that most Americans are asking because we've because never most, seen because a lot of Americans sports and restaurants all a shut lot of down. Americans are scared right now, and you know the difference between him and Mike Pence, who was asked the exact same question five minutes later in the same press conference, uh, was just like it was insane the difference in the answer. Trump lost his shit and just started fake media and this is bullshit and Comcast and whatever the fuck stupid thing he flipped his shit about. And Mike Pence was like, I tell him, don't panic. Like, we're going to get through this. Like, prepare, but don't panic. can 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 we talk about the irony of Trump calling out reporters and the media for overblowing this while he is throwing a press conference every single day to report on this? Right. Like, you can't claim it's of national security and then blame the media for covering it and wanting to ask questions yeah. about it. That's what the media is for. Right. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he so much has a choice in throwing these press conferences. People are saying, I've seen the argument that he's using them like, like rallies and I understand I understand the like what that yeah. criticism he, I is. I mean, honestly, because the, the he needs the ego boost that his but there, rallies have provided him since he took but office. But that's only in the way that he's speaking. Whether he was whether he was being Donald Trump about it or not, he still has to hold these every day because now we're at the point where we're in the middle of it. The problem is, I don't I mean, want maybe this you would think guy. He doesn't hold a press conference for how long? Yeah, but no, we're in the middle of a fucking crisis right now. Like that they need to be true. telling us on a daily basis because we need to know if. Half of the population is infected right now. And, like, so they need to be updating us. Um, the problem is, we're not getting tested. We don't know the fucking number. The, he, this guy's flipping out in, in fucking press conferences. Um, and, like, so, so we have to, like, I don't think he has a choice on whether he has the thing or not. He obviously has a choice on his tone. His tone is more serious now because everybody fucking realized as shit was shutting down that it, like, oh, all of a sudden it's fucking real. It's been real. It's been coming this way for a long time. Um, I mean, if the latest reports are are to be believed, Trump has been being warned about this, (laughs) you know, during private meetings since January. Which would not no, surprise I me. mean it would only make sense that he would be getting. That's I mean that that was the time the the four senators were given the you know the closed door meeting that had them selling off stock. So I'm sure the president was getting the same. I info. guess it makes sense that most Americans weren't wouldn't be looking at what they perceived as a flu 
in China back in December, January, um, and and think anything of it at the time. But like, I just remember back then being skeptical at first, and then starting to see reports and and not and it wasn't so much what I read because. If you when you read articles, you can't always tell what's sensational and what's not. And I use, I use Jim as my buffer on that a lot because like I will read something that terrifies me, and then I fucking send it to Jim and I'm like fact check this because I am fucking gonna die. And um, but it wasn't so much what I read; it was the pictures. Like I can see people going through streets of Wuhan with like big ass leaf blowers of bleach just like bleach bombing the city that's something you see in anime that's not real life that's fucking scary um when the italy thing started you saw people in cots with in with ventilators that and and there were videos in china of people like falling over in the street and shit and you know you just like those were the things that were like those are it slowly becomes real those are the it goes from being an isolated thing across, like halfway across the world, to like, oh shit, now it's in Europe. Oh, now it's in California. Now it's in my city, and it suddenly ramps up its um, credibility. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I think I still see a lot of people like buttonheads on whether we should be locked down or not. You know what is. I hate to say this because I because it's a morbid thought and I don't want to be negative right now. I think this is the time to put away negativity, honestly. Like, we are a very angry society uh, at each other and we're very polarized. And, like, I really do think if we are... If we do put that shit aside, whatever our gripes are with whatever we consider the other side, like, we're going to get through this quicker. Um... Because I still think, I'm still astonished by the fact that, like, a large percentage of Republicans don't take it seriously. I think they're probably starting to now because shit's getting shut down. Um, But it took a really long time. And, like, to me, it's just like, man, how is there a political divide on this? You know, if we shut it down and we're not passing this around for the next two months so that when we think it's done, we start getting more cases... Um, I don't know. I think if we like work together to just fucking get through this one, we can. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and honestly, I think that's what's going to happen because I think there's no point in shutting down just the major cities when you're, sh- when you're starting to see it show up in prisons and in smaller communities. I-, I think it's the kind of thing now where either you need to, I think they're actually kind of smart for being like, look, if we look at the numbers, we don't have enough tests to test everyone in, the, in America. That's not an option. So the best we can do is save those tests for the people that really need it, the people that, like, it will affect the way we treat them if we know if they have it or not versus the regular mm-hmm. flu, and then tell everyone else with mild symptoms or who just may be infected to yeah. stay home. Yeah. And it sucks, but, like, when you're facing an unprecedented situation like this, you really have to look at like what's the the most effective non like the way that's not getting that's gonna change things the least and and as strange as it is to believe like everyone staying home for a month is probably the best option yeah at this point. although I think we might be at the point where we're past the month now 
Like, I think because the spread is ridiculous, if you look at what happened in Europe and what's happening in Europe, I think we might be at like 8 to 12 weeks at this point. If we don't if we don't actually shut the fuck down soon, I think we're going to be at a 8 to 12 week hold because because you're going to have people carrying it for 30 days that don't know that they're fucking infecting people and so it just fucking spreads and then that person's carrying it for 30 days and infecting people and like the number just like it just branches the fuck out. The only way that you stop yeah, that is you um, make people stop moving so they can stop infecting people. Yeah. The Atlantic had a, a headline, and I don't know how alarmist they were being, but um, the headline was like, be prepared for this to last I've seen months, that. Yeah, I've seen that too. I've seen that a couple times. That's terrifying. Uh, and I think it's – and again, like they'll even say in the article, like this is based on worst-case scenario. Or, like, very near – worst-case scenario is everyone on the planet dies, obviously. But, you know, they run simulations. Like, here's what happens if it disappears, you know, as quickly as possible, and it's a 100% great job. Here's what happens if it stretches out for, uh, you know, the maximum and the worst fucking scenario we could we could imagine, and that's 18 months, and that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah it is. It's easy to see us getting to 30%, 40% unemployment if this stretches on for a year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. And that is like, that's worse than the Great Depression. The Great Depression was 25% yeah. I mean, unemployment. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and also, like, are, what's going to happen with the election? Are they going to let people out to vote? Are they going to try to well, and, that's, and like change it to be an I'm glad you vote? said it because we've got about, we've got a couple minutes left and we should kind of stick on that for a minute. Um, the whole fucking election season has been like thrown into fucking shambles. I, primaries canceled and all of this stuff. I, you know what I feel like I noticed, and I don't think it matters now, because with Biden winning Florida, um, the uh, like the writing is more than on the wall. In fact, I think Sanders he's, Biden Biden has like a 99% chance that he's taken I'm the I'm pretty nomination. sure Sanders even said too that like they're going to reassess the campaign. Um but here's the thing, man. I I joked about it with you guys a little bit, but if this goes on and we're on lockdown through the fall somehow, um and we can't go out in public and have elections, do we go to online? Like, do we try to build a system in the meantime that can go online? Because if we do, Biden do we voters have... can't fucking aren't going to be able to figure out how to log in. And can you write in Bernie Sanders' <laughs> way to the presidency? Like, can that happen? I mean, also, yeah. I mean, that's a very good point. But do we even have the time to set up the pro? Like, is it like we said last episode? We're gonna have to go to the American Idol people and be like, "Let us borrow your fucking voting yeah. system." I hope it's a Twitter poll, man. I don't know. I'm still on that idea. I, 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 we, during the 1918 epidemic, we were still holding elections and voting. So I believe there is that precedent. And I believe that we have enough time between right now and November that if we start planning for it, if this does last in December, how are we going to vote? We can figure out a way to vote, like maybe over a couple of days or something where not as many people are in one room at the same time. Yeah. But obviously, like, if we're going to vote in the time of a pandemic, we just have to accept the fact that, like, some people are going to get sick from it and maybe even die. But, like, is that 
worth the freedom of voting when you have to kind of weigh that yeah it's a big fucking decision to make i don't know i would what i think they should do is open up mail-in ballots and then like extend those for a couple of weeks and give everyone the option like mail out everyone in st louis or missouri gets mailed out a ballot by the state that says if you don't want to go to the polls you can send this to that within two weeks and your vote will still count yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Maybe they just do mail in voting altogether. And yeah, I mean California does it, and they have a pretty wide window where you're able to send it in with like a two within a two week mark, and it takes a little while to count the votes, but everyone gets to vote. Yeah, so it's a good you know. Well, I don't know. We'll see what what happens. I'm sure that the next time we talk, we won't be in the same room again yet either. So. Um. Yeah, but I'll be curious to see what happens with the ongoing debates and primaries or if they're just canceled from now on. It'll be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it might just be... what. Honestly, my prediction, if I'm going to put something on the board, is that Bernie's going to drop out and it's not going to matter because... At this point, with the because that's going to be the easy out. The primaries are all postponed. Biden already has the majority of the delegates. Bernie is probably not going to, like, and he knows that he's not going to be able to make it up. So the easy out here is if Bernie drops and the primaries don't have to be held. Yeah, you may be right. It may be a... It- Maybe his best, like, save face option would be like, I'm t- well, the coronavirus had hit at a very inopportune time. I'm doing what's I'm best for the I'm still rooting for the coalition ticket. Like, if Bernie drops out, I want Biden to ask Bernie to be his, and I want Bernie, and I want Bernie to graciously accept it so that his voters fucking believe it. And it, it won't happen, though, because Biden's already confirmed that he will pick a woman. <sighs> As his VP. Yeah, but assuming that Bernie identifies as a man seems out of fucking <laughs> place in 2020. So, like, there's still time, right? Well, and, like, do we really care when politicians go back on their words now? Hasn't that... We should we abandon that shit. We elected Donald now. Trump, and now the sky is falling. Told ya. Run, chicken little, run. <laughs>